You're listening to The Saturday Social with Rachel. I am delighted to be joined once again by GP Dr. Alona Duffy. Dr. Alona, thank you for your time. Morning, Rachel. Good to talk to you. Great to have you back on the show again to answer our listeners' questions and queries. And some very interesting ones have come in this week, Dr. Alona. So we will dive straight in. Uh, the first one doesn't have a name on it. Um, they have remained anonymous. But they say, hi, Rachel, could you ask Dr. Alona for some advice for me? I'm a 35-year-old female living in Dublin. I work a nine-to-five job. I've no kids. I exercise regularly and I think I get a decent amount of sleep around seven hours a night. However, I am constantly tired. If I have to do anything in the evening, it's a real struggle to muster the energy and I'm constantly battling feeling exhausted. I become very cranky and irritable with loved ones as a result and I just don't know what to do anymore. I'm trying to work out if there is something medically wrong or if I'm just a bit of a tired person and she says any advice welcome well what do you think doctor do you think this person is just tired or or could there be an underlying issue well I think probably all of us at some stage can relate to this caller just feeling exhausted feeling wrecked and perhaps not having any clear reason as to why that's happening so you know this this caller has said they're 35 year old they're working a nine-to-five job and they're kind of they've obviously thought about their life they're saying they're working regular hours they've no children maybe that are keeping them up at night they obviously have thought out different things with their lifestyle such as getting enough sleep and exercising regularly mm-hmm. and they're still feeling tired and I think during COVID, we've kind of noticed this as a factor because I think people's routines are upset. So, number one, trying to get a routine going with regards to your sleep is so important. Now, this caller is talking about getting seven hours a night. That probably actually is a little bit less than we should be getting. Eight would be the ideal. But we do know that people can survive. And some people are great. They can do five or six hours. But eight is the ideal. And obviously, if you're younger and if you're a child, you need more sleep than that. Yeah. The important thing also, though, isn't about the amount of sleep. It's about the quality of sleep you're getting. So many of us will have at times gone to bed, woken up and known that we've been asleep all night, but kind of still wake up feeling exhausted and feeling wrecked and kind of wondering why is that? And some of it is that we're not getting into our deep sleep, into our relaxing sleep. And that can be because of a number of issues. That can be because um, perhaps we've been looking at kind of our phones or our iPads before going to bed and that can disrupt the type of sleep we're getting. We can have had other stimulants before going to bed like caffeine, so that cup of tea late at night. People kind of think, oh, it'll help me sleep it does the opposite tea like coffee and like your coca-cola and pepsi and other drinks like that have caffeine in them and they're stimulants so they're going to actually stop you sleeping and stop you getting into that relaxing sleep so cutting all of that out not exercising too near sleep and we talked a little bit about this last week so i don't want to maybe spend too much time on that what else can we do? Diet, obviously important, that we're getting a regular diet and a mixture of a diet and looking at what's in our diet. So we kind of know that when we're tired, there is a lot of evidence that shows us when we're tired, we're more likely to reach for the carbohydrates. That's probably why you reach for the bar of chocolate, you reach for the sweet thing, because you get that instant buzz from yeah. it. And that also, unfortunately, isn't good for our fatigue because it also causes the rise in our blood sugars, which can cause a sudden drop as insulin is secreted to bring them down. And all of that means you're getting this up and down with your mm. energy levels and feeling that more fatigued. A big thing with exercise is that when we're tired, we sometimes think, well, I should rest. And we'd be pushing the opposite. We'd be saying, try to get that regular bit of exercise. And everybody's life is busy. And I think we all know how hard it can be to fit in new things into the daily kind of routine. But even in your lunch break, and many people are maybe mm. taking a shorter lunch break or working through lunch, but I'd kind of say, take that break in the middle of the day, get up and walk away from your desk. I'm wondering for this person, because it sounds like, you know, they kind of are doing most things right. Um, I'm wondering, 
if there could be anything underlying going on with this person. Because if you look up a lot of you know, illnesses and that. Fatigue is kind of a symptom of a lot of things. So I, I wonder, would, would it be worth this person getting blood tests or do you think yeah, try no, these good things question. first? And I think you're right. I think if you're doing everything right, like this caller obviously is and they're really tried hard, then I think tiredness, ongoing tiredness obviously can be a red flag. So it can be a warning sign for different things. It can be a warning sign for physical things and it can be a warning sign for emotional issues. So starting off with the physical, it could be that you're anemic. It could be that you're diabetic. It could be that you're having problems with your kidneys or an underactive thyroid. So I think a battery of bloods, you know, most GPs tend to have a set route bloods that we'll do mm. and on somebody who is complaining of fatigue and tiredness and you may also need a physical examination done on you just to make sure that physically everything's okay so what are the other types of warning signs well if you're having unexplained weight loss that can be a worry because we, we you know people should only lose weight if they're trying to lose weight but if you find gosh I'm eating I'm doing everything as normal but the weight's dropping off me that can be a bit of a worrying symptom mm. if you're losing blood where you shouldn't be losing blood so if you're losing blood from the back passage from the bowel if you're finding that your periods have become irregular again those are the kind of warning symptoms along with your fatigue if you ha- are having symptoms like shortness of breath or a new cough or if you're finding you're getting palpitations. So I think also other than the fatigue, look and see if there's anything else and if there's a pattern to the fatigue. So that part we can check with physical exam and with doing bloods on you. And I think it also helps, you know, at the moment I know it can be hard to get through to your GP and perhaps harder to get see your GP because just we're so busy at the moment. But I think when you can give us a good, clear kind mm-hmm. of picture of what's going on, we'll know that you need to be seen and you need to be seen sooner rather than later. The second part is that sometimes tiredness all the time can be a sign of maybe the mood being low or somebody being overstressed. So I think, again, we will always want to outrule the physical causes for it and then perhaps look at some of the emotional stuff too. Okay, some great advice there, Dr. Alona, and hopefully that has helped our listener. I think um, trying all the things you said at the beginning, the diet, the exercise, see how that works. And I think if, you know, they're still feeling um, extra fatigued, then it's time to kind of go and and get a bit more medical help with that one. Uh, Now, next up, Dr. Alona, um, an interesting email that came in from um, a guy called Fionn this week. Um, And I think it's something a lot of people might be chatting about around the country at the moment. Um, He says, hi, Dr you might be able to help me with an issue I'm sure many will have over coming months uh, my housemate had a couple of friends over last weekend uh, for a few drinks it was only at the end of the evening did I find out they were both unvaccinated it made me feel very uncomfortable when I found out and worried that I might have been exposed to COVID it's a very awkward situation um, can you tell me are unvaccinated people more likely to carry and spread COVID and should people have the right to ask others coming into their home for their vaccination status. Uh, very interesting email, Dr. Alona. First, let's deal with the, the, I suppose, the medical side of things. You know, are unvaccinated people more likely to carry COVID? Well, unvaccinated people are more likely to develop symptomatic COVID. And um, the data with regards to whether they're more likely to spread it as compared to vaccinated, vaccinate, unvaccinated as compared to vaccinated, is still kind of in question. We had mm. hoped and we had felt initially that if you were vaccinated, you didn't develop what we call a high viral load and therefore you were less likely to spread it. But some data is suggesting that you can spread it almost as easily as an unvaccinated person. So the whole thing is, how do we protect people from getting COVID? We know that um, if we can dampen down the numbers and by being vaccinated, you're less likely to become infected with it. More importantly, you're also less likely to become very sick with it and end up in the hospital. So 
the protection that the vaccine offers is huge. And again, for those who have been vaccinated and are at high risk and who may have a drop in their immunity, because we know that people are being offered boosters now. And for those of you out there who are over 50, everybody over 50 will be offered a booster now in the mm. coming months, which is great news. And that's to give you that bit more protection. And anyone with underlying health issues will also be offered the booster. So this caller, it's really difficult because I suppose we're being told that we can't ask people, are you vaccinated or not? And well, very definitely we can't ask in the workplace. Yeah. Yet we know that it is important for those who are unvaccinated to be that bit more cautious that they probably any minimal symptoms everybody with symptoms has to be tested but obviously if you're unvaccinated there's a higher chance that you have COVID so I think it's really hard and I think Mm. for people who are unvaccinated you may not want to be vaccinated for yourself but you have to think about the impact on others and you have to realize that at the moment those in hospital are more likely to be unvaccinated but also what we're seeing on the ground is the highest numbers of those who are testing positive at the moment are people who are also unvaccinated so i think the evidence is there that if you're unvaccinated you're more likely to become infected you're more likely to be symptomatic and therefore you're more likely also to be spreading this virus to others including those who have been vaccinated but whose immunity is now waning so yeah. Difficult one it and is. hard because you don't want to lose friends and you don't want it to be is. and difficulty. It's quite um funny with this with this email. I just thought it was interesting because I think people who are unvaccinated, you know, they're obviously not able to go into a lot of bars or restaurants and now this week at the cinema, the theatre without showing their COVID pass. And you know, obviously when you're entering into someone's home, you know, they're not gonna be scanning your search at the door. You know, so you know, is it okay to, to ask someone their status you know on a on a personal level or is there any not awkward way to do that I think it's going to be up to individual people and I think that's where um, you've got to decide if you're having people in first of all at this present time we are being asked to limit our social contact so that means limiting the amount of people we're meeting and definitely having gatherings in your home where it's going to be a smaller environment. It's winter, so we're not going to have the same number of windows open, so there won't be the same ventilation. means that if somebody comes into your home and has COVID, be they vaccinated or unvaccinated, it's likely to spread through others there. So I don't know, will we be looking at in the future asking people if they're coming over to us to have an antigen test to prove at that point in time that there's, it's unlikely that they have it? I think at the moment, if you are having people over, I think it's very, a very good idea to maybe have a WhatsApp group and say, have you any symptoms? If you have symptoms, do not come. I think also saying we'd prefer if you're coming that you are vaccinated, that may be a decision for you to make. But I think that can be very hard because some people have very strong views on vaccinations. Mm. And for those people, I'd be saying, you know, look at the real evidence. I think sometimes where we get the evidence and where we get the information we're using to make a decision can sometimes be dubious. And it's important to get the right evidence and to get the right message and know that it's real and it's true and it's not just based on hearsay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And like I said, I I think, you know, I hope that's helped Fiona out. And I think it's going to be a conversation that will be happening, particularly over the coming months when it's winter and, you know, doing things outside won't be as available as it has been to people. But you're right. I think it is kind of on a person by person basis. Um, But just hopefully everyone being, you know, considerate of each other and making good decisions. Uh, Well, some fantastic advice, as always, Dr. Alona. And you will be with us uh, for the next week as well. So if people have questions or queries or any topic that they'd like to raise with you, you can get in touch with us. You can text or WhatsApp us 0877 989898 98 or you can email us rachel or ryan at 98fm.com. Until next week, Dr. Alona Duffy, thank you very much again for your time on 98FM. Thank you.